Hey, thank you so much for joining us today as we celebrate Easter. Now, I must tell you, Easter is the most important weekend in the Christian faith. And Easter is not about the Easter bunny. Listen, I love those Easter eggs, those chocolate Easter eggs. They go down. I love them so much. But listen, Easter is truly about the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you might be saying, you know, Seth, why did Jesus have to die? Why did he resurrect? Why did he rise again from the grave? And as we go through this text today, as I preach a sermon, I'm going to help you understand the reason that Jesus died. And on Sunday morning, our senior pastor, Pastor Gordon Zalo, is going to be preaching a message around the resurrection and what that means for you and I. But let's get into the word of God, Matthew 16, 21 to 25. It reads as follows. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. He says, never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. I want to preach from this thought, T-G-I-F. Would you just type in the comment section, T-G-I-F. T-G-I-F means, thank God it's Friday. Would you text your friend and say, hey, listen, T-G-I-F, come and listen to this. Thank God it's Friday. It's a saying that we say when you go through a long week and you get to Friday, you're like, woo, thank God it's Friday. And today, I want us to spend time thanking God that it's Friday because 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross. And we call it Good Friday, but nothing good happened on Good Friday. And in this text, Jesus is trying to explain to his disciples that he's going to go through a lot of suffering, that he's going to die, but on the third day he would rise again. Good Friday, but nothing good happened on that day. And Jesus is trying to explain to his disciples in the text that we just read. He's trying to prepare them for what he's about to go through. Jesus, for the last 33 years, the crucifixion, what he was about to go through was the kind of the end point of his ministry. For 33 years, he had been preparing and walking the journey towards this point. It was the end of his earthly ministry. So he was telling his disciples, this is what's going to happen to me. The night before Jesus was crucified, he went and prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. And while he's in the garden, he begins to pray earnestly and with so much energy that he begins to sweat droplets of blood. They were falling to the ground. And what you need to understand that there's a medical condition that produces the symptoms described in Luke chapter 22 to 44, where Luke said, Jesus, as he was praying, he sweat droplets of blood. And this rare condition is called hematidrosis. It's a rare but very real medical condition that causes one's sweat to contain blood. 
And what you need to understand about the cause of hematitrosis is extreme anguish. In other gospels, Jesus said the following, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Jesus was feeling the whole weight of the world on his shoulders. The intense anguish and sorrow Jesus felt was certainly understandable because he was God and he knew everything that was going to happen to him in the next 48 hours. He knew the painstaking details that were going to follow him soon. He knew that one of his disciples would betray him. He knew that he was about to undergo several trials where all the witnesses would be against him. He knew that he would go to the cross and be beaten until he was unrecognizable. He knew that the very same people who called him Messiah were going to turn around and call him and say crucify him. He knew that he was going to be lashed 39 times. He knew the pain that he was going to endure. He knew that they would take three nails and hit them into his arms and into his feet. He knew the pain that he was going to go through. The Bible says that he was sweating blood in the garden of Gethsemane as he was praying. And what you need to understand is that crucifixion was considered to be the most painful and torturous execution to ever be devised. And it was used on the most despised and wicked people. In fact, so horrific was the pain that a word was designed to help explain it. They designed a word to help explain the pain that one would go through crucifixion. And that word is excruciating, which literally means from the cross. This is what Jesus knew he had to endure. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, as he was praying, this is what he was feeling. And as we celebrate Good Friday, as we thank God that it's Friday, we must never forget that Good Friday came at a great cost. Ultimately, you and I are the ones responsible for the blood that dripped from Jesus as he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. We are the reason Jesus' soul was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Indeed, those blood sweat drops came at a great cost. And we must never forget. That's why we must thank God that it's Friday. Jesus was so committed to the will of God in his life. And what you need to understand, the big idea around Easter, Friday and Sunday, is that the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ will forever stand as the most important events in human history. The sacrificial act motivated by the love of God initiates the opportunity for our salvation. But my question to you today is that do we truly understand why Jesus had to die? Do we understand the importance of Good Friday? And I want to give you four points to help frame the celebration of thanking God that it's Friday. Four points for Good Friday. The first point is that Friday is the road to Sunday. Good Friday is the day we remember the crucifixion of Jesus, but more to it is that the cross is where God displayed his greatest act of love. The cross 
is where God displayed his greatest act of love. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What we need to understand is that we need to embrace the resurrection, but Jesus calls us to the cross too. The point of the story is that Friday is the road to Sunday. We cannot have the resurrection of Jesus without contemplating and thanking God for the death that Jesus faced on the cross of Calvary. There's no Easter Sunday without Good Friday. There's no resurrection without the cross. There's a Good Friday for all of us. The Bible says, weeping may endure in the night, but joy cometh in the morning. Good Friday is the day we remember the crucifixion of Jesus, but there's more to it than remembering. The cross is where God displayed his greatest act of love. The first point in remembering Good Friday is that Friday is the road to Sunday. Friday is the road to Sunday. Some things in your life need to die for resurrection to take place. Second point is that Friday means the beginning of change. Good Friday provides the opportunity to proclaim once you've been to the cross, everything changes. Stumbling blocks and foolishness turn into power and wisdom. The cross changes everything. If something's pursuing you, then perhaps that event will change everything for you. And that event is the cross. Friday is the road to Sunday. It was the road for Jesus. It's the road for us. But we must remember, Friday means the beginning of change. Third point is that Jesus demonstrated faith over circumstances. Jesus demonstrated faith over circumstances as he went to the cross. And when he was on the cross, he uttered these two phrases. He says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And then he said, before this statement, he says, Father, why have you forsaken me? And then he goes on and says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And how can these two statements go together? Even at his death, Jesus showed us to trust the Father beyond the circumstances. While he was hanging on the cross, he felt forsaken from the Father. He felt the pain. He felt the rejection. And at the same point, he committed his spirit to God. He was willing he willingly went to the cross. He wasn't forced. He wasn't coerced. He willingly laid his life down for you and I on the cross. And this demonstrated to us faith over circumstances. He predicted his death and he predicted his resurrection. It's one thing to predict the future. It's quite another to go to the cross willingly. At least three times, Jesus tried to share his identity with his disciples. He tried to share what he was going to go through. And they didn't understand. In fact, like I read in the Gospel of Matthew, they tried to stop him. Peter said, you will never go through this. But more challenging still is the fact that Jesus embraced his destiny. He embraced the plan that God had for him. He knew the Father's promise of resurrection, but death still lay ahead of him. And death was still death, 
even for Jesus. But what we must understand that it was his trust in the Father's promise that caused him to wager everything he had, his very life. And as a man, Jesus modeled to us how to trust the Father beyond our circumstances. How to trust the Father beyond our circumstances. Friday is the road to Sunday. Friday means the beginning of change. And Jesus demonstrated his faith over circumstances. He demonstrated faith in God, trusting God, even when you're going through difficult circumstances. And you might be asking, Seth, why did Jesus have to die? And I want to give you seven quick points of why Jesus had to die. The first one is that he had to die to achieve his own resurrection from the dead. The death of Christ did not merely precede his resurrection. It was the price that obtained it. Let me say that again. The death of Christ did not merely precede his resurrection. It was the price that obtained it. The Bible says he was raised not just after the blood shedding, but by it. After Jesus' blood was shed, after he died, then resurrection could take place. And you must understand that the wrath of God was satisfied with the suffering and the death of Jesus. The holy curse against sin was fully absorbed. When Jesus died on the cross, he took on the curse of sin and death. We should have been on the cross, but he took it upon himself for us. The price of forgiveness was totally paid. The righteousness of God was completely vindicated. All that was left to accomplish was the public declaration of God's endorsement. This he gave by raising Christ from the dead. All that was left to accomplish was the public declaration of God's endorsement. And how God did that was by raising Jesus from the dead. Corinthians 15 verse 17 says, If Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. The point is not that the resurrection is the price paid for our sins. The point is that resurrection proves that the death of Jesus is an all-sufficient price. The point of that resurrection proves that the death of Jesus is an all-sufficient price. What Jesus did on the cross canceled our sin canceled the curse the second thing why Jesus died on the cross is to show his own love for us Jesus dies on the cross to show his own love for us the death of Christ is not merely the demonstration of God's love it is also the supreme expression of Christ's own love for all who receive it as their treasure John 3 16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus died on the cross to show his own love for us. Ephesians 5 verse 25 says, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. John 15 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lays his life for his friends. And Matthew 20 verse 28 says, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. You and I are the many that Jesus came to give His life for. 
The third reason why Jesus died on the cross is that Jesus became a curse in order to make us a blessing. Jesus became a curse on the cross so that you and I can become a blessing. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us in order that the blessing of Abraham might come to us so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The good news of the gospel is that because Jesus has already become a curse for us, none of these curses of the law need touch us anymore. That itself would have been good news, but there is more. Tell your neighbor there is more. We can have instead the blessing which God blessed Abraham. The blessing which God blessed Abraham is found in Genesis 12 verse 2 to 3. It says, I will bless you, so shall you be a blessing. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. When Jesus died on the cross, he removed the curse we were supposed to be under. And he allowed us to receive the blessing of God that is found in this scripture. This is the blessing that Christ has purchased for us on the cross through becoming a curse, through becoming sin, through taking on the sin that you and I should have carried to the cross. You and I should have been on the cross. We should have gone through that pain. We should have gone through that crucifixion. But Jesus took it upon himself to take that sin, take that curse, so that we might become a blessing. The fourth thing why Jesus died on the cross is that Jesus became sin in order to make us righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made Christ who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Christ became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Righteousness simply means to be in right standing with God. So when Jesus went on the cross, He took on that sin so that we can have right standing with God, so that we can be in God's presence. We can have access to God. That's what righteousness means. You must understand it is by grace alone that we are justified. It is through God's grace that we are made righteous. It is through what Jesus did on the cross that we are made righteous. Jesus not only bore the punishment for our sins, He actually became sin. That's why he said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? God could not look at Jesus because he had sin on him. And so he turned away. That's why Jesus said, why have you forsaken me? And when we are in sin, there's a blockage between us and God. But Jesus became sin so that we might be in right standing with God. Be in righteousness to be considered righteous in God's eyes. God justifies us by placing us in Christ and accepting us as being righteous as Christ himself. We can rejoice now in our perfect acceptance before God because we have become the righteousness of God in Christ. Number five, why Jesus died on the cross. Jesus became poor in order to make us rich. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9 says, Though the Lord Jesus Christ was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Jesus became poor on the cross so that we might become rich, or in other words, that we might have everything that we need in our lives. God has not promised to give us everything we want, but all that we need 
And what you must understand, wise parents don't give their children everything they want. They give them what they need. So does God do with us. He gives us everything we need. The old covenant promised earthly wealth to those who obeyed the law. But under the new covenant, God promises that if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, righteousness meaning right standing, he gives us something even better. Everything we need for life on this earth. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the Bible says, all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus became poor on the cross so that we can become rich. So we need never live with lack in our lives. We need have no fear about the future, either for ourselves or for our children. Jesus has purchased the provision for every earthly need for us and for our family members and for our children. All on the cross. He purchased all that you need the cross of Calvary. So I want to encourage you to be free from all your fears, dear brother and sister. Jesus has already become poor for you on the cross. There's no need for you to live with constant financial lack in your lives. You can always have all that you need. Claim your birthright in the gospel once you become a Christian, a follower of Christ. You have access to God's limitless resources all that you need but you've got to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness his right standing and all these things shall be added unto you point number six reason why Jesus died on the cross is to bring us to God is to bring us to God first Peter 3 verse 18 says the following Christ also suffered once for sins the righteous for the unrighteous that he might bring us to God and what is the ultimate good in the good news? It is God himself. What is the good in the good news? It's God himself. When Jesus died on the cross, he gave us access to God. He allowed us to come near to God. And what you must understand is salvation is not good news if it only saves from hell and not from God. Forgiveness is not good news if it only gives relief from guilt and doesn't open the way to God. Justification is not good news if it only makes us legally acceptable to God but doesn't bring fellowship with God. Redemption is not good news if it only liberates us from bondage but doesn't bring us to God. Adoption is not good news if it only puts us in the Father's family but not in his arms. And the evidence we have been changed, the evidence that our lives have been transformed is that we want these things. We want to be forgiven. We want the adoption that comes from being a son and a daughter of God. But the good news of why Jesus died on the cross is to bring us closer to God. This is the greatest thing that Christ died on the cross for. We are made to experience full and lasting happiness from seeing and savoring the glory of God. Jesus died on the cross to bring you and I closer to God so that we can have fellowship with God, so that we can be in the presence of God. And God can fellowship with us. 
my final point, point seven of why Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross to give us eternal life. You must understand in our happiest times when we're so happy, we're living a beautiful life, we don't want to die. The wish for death only arises when suffering seems unbearable. What we really want in those moments when we're suffering, we're going through something challenging, is not death, but relief. We'd love for the good times to come back again. We'd like for the pain to go away. We'd love to have our loved one come back from the grave. The longing of the human heart is to live and be happy. That's why in Ecclesiastics 3 verse 11, it says, He has put eternity into man's heart. God has made us that way, to want to live a happy and prosperous life. We're created in God's image and God loves life and He lives forever. We were made to live forever and we will. And I'll help you understand how we will. The opposite of eternal life is not annihilation, it is hell. Jesus spoke of it more than anybody. He spoke about hell more than anybody in the Bible. And he made it plain that rejecting the eternal life that he offered would result not in obliteration, but in the misery of God's wrath. John 3.36 says the following, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Matthew 25 verse 46 says the following, These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. All that is good, all that will bring true and lasting happiness will be preserved and purified and intensified in heaven. That's why 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says the following, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. Jesus died on the cross so that we could have eternal life. John 3.16 says the following, For God so loved the world that whoever believes in Him should not perish. What's perish? To go to hell. But those who believe will have everlasting life, eternal life, will have access to eternal life. My question to you today is, will you embrace all that Jesus did for you on the cross? Will you understand that Jesus died on the cross to achieve his own resurrection from the dead, to show his own love for us, to become a curse in order to make us a blessing, to become sin in order to make us righteous, to become poor in order to make us rich, to bring us to God and finally to give us eternal life. As John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. My question to you today is, will you accept Him? Will you open up your heart to receive the eternal life that Jesus promises? Will you also thank God for what he did 2,000 years ago on this Friday? I think a lot of the times as Christians, we, 
we can come through Easter after Easter, and I know for myself, go through Easter after Easter, and we become familiar, we become accustomed to this. And what I want us not to do as people who are called to be Christians, people who live out their faith, is to become familiar, to familiarize ourselves with the beauty of what Jesus did for us. And as we become familiar, we can become complacent. As we become complacent, we can forget. And that's why I titled my message today, Thank God That It's Friday, because we have to take a moment to thank God for what Jesus did for us on the cross. That today, as he died, that he was taking on sin. He was taking on the curse of which you and I should have taken. He was taking on those things to bring us nearer to God, to make us a blessing, to make us rich, to show us God's love for us. So will you thank God that it's Friday? Maybe today is the day that you receive this eternal life that is promised to those who believe and confess that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. Maybe today is the day you need to reconcile your relationship with God. Maybe today is the day you need to reconcile where you will spend eternity. Will you spend eternity in hell where you will receive God's wrath or will you spend eternity in God's arms in the eternal life that is promised to those who believe in Jesus? The Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard for the good things God has planned for us in heaven, in eternal life. Will you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you want to do that, if you want to make that decision today, I want to help you because it's the most important decision you'll make. The most important decision I made was fully surrendering my life to Jesus Christ over 19 years ago. And my life has never, never been the same. Will you pray this prayer? Dear Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I confess my sins. I confess that you are who you say you are. I believe that you died and rose again. Will you come into my life? Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we are so excited for you. The Bible says heaven is celebrating because you have made a decision to follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you made that decision, would you type in the comment section, saved? Would you SMS or text this WhatsApp number below, saved? We really just want to connect with you to help you in your journey as you follow in the teachings of Jesus and just help you understand this new life that you're living and also get you connected with a community of individuals that will help you grow in this new life, help you grow in your understanding of the Bible. And it's in community that we encounter encouragement. It's in community that people hold our arms up. It's in community that we're able to grow into becoming more like Jesus. So text SAVE to the number below, type it in the comment section, and we'll get in contact with you. As we celebrate Easter, may we remember the reason for the season. As we celebrate Easter, may we thank God that today is Friday. Thank God for what Jesus did for us on the cross. And as we enter Resurrection Sunday, may we uh, celebrate all that God has done
in Jesus' death and his resurrection. That now we have access to God, that we are closer to God, that God has shown his love for us and we have accepted it and we're thankful for it. Amen.